0: This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on the new 940 Kino. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to pro- provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about what's really happening right here in our local market. Um, you know, it might be cold and snowy back in Minnesota, warm and sunny here in California. Well, real estate is much like the weather. It's what's local that really matters. And to help me with that today, because one of the benefits of this show is that we have over 4,000 members. Every week we can bring somebody different here to share their experiences and they're all unique and, um. Today, uh, we're very fortunate to have Annie Foreman of Guarantee Real Estate, who is also the president-elect of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Good morning, Annie. Good
1: morning, Don. How are you?
0: Great. Thank you. And, and you're just so lucky, Annie, that you get to be president right after me, so you get to clean up after me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh-huh. That's my plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you're not just a realtor. You're a mom of three kids, right? I sure am. And. A wife of one.
1: Yes, just one, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> My fourth child.
0: Oh, okay. So technically, yeah, four children. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Kevin's going to like that no, one.
1: Uh-uh.
0: Okay. Anyway, how old are your kids?
1: Um, I have Emily, who is eight, Madison, who is six, and Jack, who is one.
0: All right. Excellent. And I get to see him on Zoom calls once in a while. Yes,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Our new way of life. They join me in all those meetings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, how long have you been selling real estate?
1: 12 years, next month, actually. And I've been with Guarantee the entire time.
0: And 12 years is how long Welcome Home Radio's been on. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: You really liked what I said earlier when I said, you know, we've had a longer running show than Seinfeld.
1: I know. I can't believe that.
0: Yeah. And and both shows are pleasant to watch and listen to, but they're both about nothing.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I know.
0: No, no. (laughs) except today with you here, it's going to be about some really good substance.
1: Okay, we'll do our best.
0: (laughs) All righty. This is a question I've been asking a lot of people because four months ago, I would have swore that we were going to be struggling. We would be in the doldrums. Uh Um, What's your take on the market?
1: I am as surprised as you are. When this hit, I thought, oh my gosh, what is this going to do to our local market? What's it going to do to our economy? And I am shocked and pleasantly surprised of how booming we are in the Fresno market.
0: Describe booming.
1: Booming is um, our inventory is so low compared to last year, we're down about 50%, but The sales are not down by any means. Uh, The sold properties are about the same as last year. And the pending properties, those that are going into escrow, are up about 6%. And the homes that are on the market that are priced right, man, they are seeing multiple offers. There are lines at the door. We might want to talk about that new normal. Um, But it is, it's hot out there right now.
0: You're talking about the weather. uh, Yeah,
1: (laughs) the weather and the market, yeah, both really hot.
0: I'm surprised too.
1: Yeah, I really am. Um,
0: and, and I guess here's the big thing, and I, and I did point this out last week. Um, interest rates are so low, it gives so much opportunity and buying power. So last week, I sh- um, went and looked at a $400,000 home that's for rent okay. f- for a client who's back east. They wanted me to go uh-huh. see how the uh, painting and the carpet was coming. Mm-hmm. So I went in there and it's $2,400 a month. Then I got another buyer buying a home for 400000 mm-hmm. putting 20% down. principal and interest at 3% interest is only $1,350 compared to... Can you believe that? Yeah. If you were to rent it, 2400 buy it, 1350
1: Remarkable. Money is cheap right now.
0: Yeah, which really adds to the affordability. So... let me ask you to forecast (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) let me polish my crystal ball here
0: (laughs) all right so how long does this last
1: that's a great question but um for the foreseeable future it's going to be hot because the inventory is just so low and the interest rates are so low um so people are out there they're wanting to buy for the first time or move up so for now i see this staying and sticking around
0: so you're saying inventory is low. That should mean there's an opportunity for sellers.
1: Absolutely.
0: Can they just? Can a seller say, "Okay, you're telling me it's worth four hundred thousand, but let's list it at four twenty-five, and we'll take advantage of this"?
1: No, buyers are too savvy for that. It still, has to be competitive and priced right. You've got to look at your pricing strategies and uh, price it competitively.
0: Do you need to clean the house?
1: (laughs) Yes. Because
0: um, I went into one the other day and, oh, they didn't. I guess they just figure it's a hot market. We don't need to do anything. And they didn't.
1: Wow. Well, I think depending on... We didn't buy it either. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Depending on the price range, I don't know. Maybe at the very, very low end, you could get away with that. But otherwise, no.
0: Uh Uh-huh. All right. So... Um, sounds like a great opportunities for buyers, great opportunities for sellers. Would you call it a seller's market or a buyer's market?
1: I would say my answer in real estate is almost always, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) And it depends on the price range. Um, I would say overall based on our inventory, it is a seller's market, but you've got to really narrow it down to what price range you're talking about. So if you're talking about, you know, 400 and below, Absolutely, a seller's market. If you get to that middle market, maybe a little bit more balanced. And then when you get in our really high end, you know, seven, eight hundred up to the million, uh, not so much um, of a seller's market, more of a buyer's market.
0: Okay. And, and how quickly that changes because I asked somebody that same question just uh, month and a half two months ago okay and the, you said four hundred thousand and below uh-huh. and, and I wholeheartedly agree with you okay. on that but a month and a half ago that was 250 to 300 and below
1: interesting yeah
0: yeah uh-huh so who knows next month we might be saying a million and below yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that, I mean, if you look at the median home price here in our market, it's up 12% from last year. That's pretty significant.
0: That is the biggest one-year rise since 2005, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty significant. And uh, 98% of homes are selling, um, excuse me, what is that stat, actually? <laughs> uh, oh, 90% of list price, 98% of list price okay. uh, that the homes are selling. So up and still selling very close to list price.
0: Now, I think there's that would be a good statistic to break down, down. into okay. um, price range. So okay, yes. if you're 400000 and below, would you say it's 98%?
1: No, it could be over 100%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're seeing 101%, you know, we're seeing multiple bids on properties.
0: Yeah. But but then when you go to the million dollar price range, that's where they it might be 95% exactly. and then you get your average. Exactly. That, that's where um, we got to be careful with statistics mm-hmm. because somebody might think, oh, here they're going to bid on a $250,000 home. And they see that statistic of 98%. So it's like, well, I'm not paying a dime over 245. Right, exactly. But that's... Not going to fly. Right, right. Um, What are the... So so price ranges, you pretty much described that. Um, You said that inventory was down half from last year. Is any of that going to be coronavirus-related?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think when this all hit, and nobody knew what this really meant to us, um, homes that were on the market, some of them pulled because they were afraid to have people come into their homes. And people who were thinking about selling, I think they decided to wait because they just didn't know what the world was going to look like. So I think definitely that the inventory shortage has um uh, a huge impact from coronavirus.
0: And we're going to talk more about that later on uh, in the third segment uh, about how how sellers and realtors can prepare a home so that it's safe. Right. Or I should say as safe, safe. as possible. Right. Right. So that you can still sell your home uh, and, and stay safe from the coronavirus. And um, may be able to move on. Uh-huh. I, I had some clients early early on in this mm-hmm. when we first went into shelter in place and they said they wanted to list their home. I said, uh, why don't we wait a couple of weeks' <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see what's happening okay, here
1: right
0: um, And they said, no, we, we need to move to Arizona uh-huh. and we need to get out of here so we we need to put it on the market and pff, got sold in three days. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, they're already in their new home in Arizona. In fact, he texted me yesterday, not yesterday, a couple of days ago and about opening day. He's a big baseball fan too. Go Giants. Uh, Oh my gosh, Annie. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Um, okay. Well, you're not the first one to say that on this show. (laughs) that's what i get for always wearing my dodger hat or a yes. shirt or something here <laughs> um okay well we are going to go to our first commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio on 940 espn tonight, come back to welcome home, <laughs> home radio where we can't wait for september Maybe things will change by then. <laughs> this has been the longest 37 months this year <laughs> or it yeah. seems that way. Uh, seems like forever ago that it was March. Oh, forever. Yeah. Okay, but we are we're making strides. In fact, we're talking in the first segment about how hot the market is. So what does a buyer have to do to make their offer? stand out above the rest. Oh, and I should say, Annie Foreman, Guarantee Real Estate is here with us. She is the uh, 2021 president of the Fresno Association of Realtors, if we ever get to 2021. (laughs) (laughs) We hope. Yeah. All right. So going back to my question, what can a buyer do to make make it stand out?
1: Yeah. So since the market is so hot and competitive right now, a buyer... They've got to be really strong right now, and they also have to be really creative. And I would say the number one tip for buyers right now is do your homework on your realtor. Make sure that you are getting a professional and experienced realtor who's going to really fight for you and get you, you know, in your dream home, get you the best deal, because it's, it's a tough market right now. So that's number one. Look for the best realtor.
0: So why is having a good realtor so important? Trust?
1: Trust, experience, um, knowing the local market, knowing the stats, knowing the other agents. Uh, Relationships are really big um, in this industry. So your realtor can really advocate for you.
0: How does relationships matter?
1: Oh, gosh, it's huge. I, I say relationships are pretty much everything in this world of uh, kind of a not exactly of what you know but who you know um, it, it can really get you far hmm it and
0: I know what you're saying it's like okay so you've been really involved in the association people know who Annie Foreman is and if five offers come in on your listing and four of them you don't know who they are but here comes one from Annie Foreman it's like okay she knows how to drive the bus, she, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll make this thing work. Right. And it's, it, it, and that's not the only reason you would accept that of offer. Of course
1: not, but it yeah. might tip the scales.
0: It, yeah. The trust. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, and then good chance you're going to be working with local lenders, local uh, home inspectors and uh, right. and such. Right,
1: right. You've got a good team Um, that's also experienced. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that team, I would say the second tip is um, getting with a trusted lender as well. You've got to start that pre-approval process before you're out looking for homes. Um, You have to stand out with a really strong pre-approval these days. Otherwise, sellers in a competitive market are going to say, take a walk.
0: And you're doing yourself a favor to do it, be pre-qualified before you go out and look. Absolutely. With just your luck, you're going to walk into a home that you fall in love with, but you're not ready. And by the time you get ready, it's gone.
1: Totally. Absolutely. I've had that happen to clients numerous times. The other thing that I tell people about, about getting pre-approved is, you know, you may go online and punch in some numbers and say, oh, I can qualify for 450. And you go and you fall in love with the house at 450. And then you go to get that real pre-approval and you find mm-hmm. out what your monthly PITI is going to be. And I've had clients just about fall over and go, Well, I might qualify for that, but I'm not comfortable with that. But now I've fallen in love with this home. So what am I going to do? Am I going to be house poor or am I going to make a really good decision here?
0: Yeah. Well, people used to say, you know, but we're we're going to want to go to the movies, not just stay at home all the time.
1: Right. Well, now that's... (laughs) now... (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter now. You are going to stay home all the time.
0: (laughs) And have no movies to go see. No. All right. So maybe our world is evolving to where this is all going to work out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, Okay. So being pre-approved uh-huh. by a local reputable lender is really good. Yes. Um, what What does the local lender mean to a listing agent?
1: Again, those relationships and trust. When I'm a listing agent, if I get an out-of-town pre-approval letter, I usually flinch a little bit and go, oh, gosh. You know, mm-hmm. is this person really going to perform? They're going to perform on time? They're going to answer my phone calls? Is it going to be a local appraiser who knows the market? That sort of thing. Oh,
0: that's an interesting point you bring out about the local appraisal. Uh Because, yeah, if it's a lender from San Jose, Mm -hmm. they may not be using a local appraisal management center. Right. So they might look at the map and say, oh, Fresno, that's close to Modesto. Right. And next thing you know, you got an appraiser from Modesto.
1: Yeah, and they don't know our area. Mm -hmm. They don't know the market, the stats, the nuances of our area.
0: So that actually happened to me a few years back where uh, an appraiser did show up from Modesto. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a home over by Herndon and Maple, okay. just north of Herndon, a few blocks. Mm-hmm. He came there with comps for a one-mile radius, oh. yeah. well, which means he was pulling comps down by Fresno State, totally which different. is in the Fresno Unified School District, not the Clovis Unified uh-huh. School District. And they're uh, much older homes. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. He, uh, I should have known when he got lost getting to the property. <laughs> yes. An appraiser and your taxi driver should not get right, lost. Right. <laughs> All right. Totally. What are some other little tips in writing an offer? So, so, so now you're pre-approved. Right. You go to write the offer.
1: You have uh, to get creative these days. And I would say my number one tip is your realtor needs to talk to the listing agent. Find out what is important to the seller. Um, It may be that they don't want to move twice. They're still looking for their next property or they need a really short escrow. They've already bought something and, you know, they're they're getting nervous about having two house payments. So you need to find out what is important to the seller and craft your offer around that.
0: Okay. So that might mean rather than a 30-day escrow, a 45-day escrow or... Yes, and how about giving them extra possession time? Does that work?
1: It works beautifully, and that's happening a lot right now. Um I have an escrow where they are looking for a unique property. so we're giving them three months to stay in the property. And that was the difference of getting our offer accepted and not because they looked at this and it's not just about price these days. It was, oh my gosh, I have uh, it was a family of five, three young boys. And to tip the scales, of, I can stay here, I don't have to move into an apartment for a couple months while I'm looking for our next dream home. And that got us the winning bid.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And is the buyer, uh, excuse me, is the seller paying rent to the buyer for those three months or was it a?
1: Um. So it's a hybrid part of it is going to be for free in exchange for some other things in the escrow and then there is a rate that they're going to have to pay a fair market value rate.
0: So when you said a hybrid the first thing that came to mind is you really were creative.
1: Yes yes.
0: (laughs) And you probably had to be. How many offers were on the house?
1: Um, There were a few. Three.
0: Three. Okay so yeah um, you got to do those little things to stand out.
1: Yes exactly.
0: What about a deposit? That earnest money deposit. Um, what 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 makes a buyer's offer attractive?
1: Well, a good deposit does make their offer attractive. Just shows a little more skin in the game. They're really serious about this. So yes, if all things are equal in offers, but somebody has a much stronger deposit, that could be something that tips the scales.
0: What's good? A thousand bucks?
1: No. Never $1,000 unless, I don't know, maybe the property's worth $75,000. If you're getting a loan, I would say minimum is 1% of the purchase price. And if you're paying cash, definitely much more than 1%. All
0: All right. How about closing costs? There's kind of a normal customary thing.
1: Right. So when I started in real estate, it was very customary that the buyer asked the seller to pay for their closing costs or a portion of their closing costs. And I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a deal that had that. Um, Mm -hmm. That has gone away. I have actually seen the reverse where buyers are paying for sellers' closing costs. That goes back to the creative and the um, very competitive market we're in. So I have seen where a buyer... Uh, is paying for the seller's closing costs, including that title escrow, the commissions for the realtors.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. All right. What about, um, okay, how about a home warranty? Is, is that still common to ask the seller to pay for it for it?
1: I'm telling my buyers these days, the cleaner your offer, the better. So not asking for the seller to pay for much of anything. And home warranty would be one of those things. So it used to be pretty common that the buyer and seller would split that home warranty. Sometimes you'd ask the seller to pay for the home warranty. But I'm seeing more of, no, buyer, you're taking care of this. And you may even want to throw in uh, paying for the seller's coverage during the escrow.
0: Okay, And seller's coverage is something that starts at the beginning of escrow rather than the typical end of escrow. Correct. So when that home inspector crawls through the attic and says, did you realize your ducting was deteriorating? Mm -hmm. And, of course, the seller didn't know that. They just know they were paying an awful lot (laughs) to (laughs) heat and cool the home. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That It's covered. Right. I I love the story about when... um, uh, went out to do a home inspection and it was really cold and we noticed that all the birds in the neighborhood were on this one house oh, no. uh, it's like they weren't on the neighbor houses and the buyer said why is that i said well i can figure out it must be warmer up there sure. i was kind of halfway joking uh-huh. sure enough home inspector found a broken duct up there
1: uh-huh so that well, like attracted the birds <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. See what
0: you can learn on Welcome Home Radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great life tips.
0: <laughs> that's right. Um, so going back to the seller in possession, you know, most buyers are going to say, well, I don't want to be a landlord. But what what makes that possible?
1: Our forms. And again, having a trusted professional as your realtor, they are going to protect both buyer and seller to make sure that everything is spelled out, all the documentation is provided, and there really are not many concerns. It is not like your typical when you actually become a landlord and have a tenant.
0: So, so much of this, these little tips, goes back to what you said earlier in the show, and that is look for a good realtor, basically, so who you can trust. trust.
1: Uh-huh. So,
0: in a realtor who's willing to say, uh, no nah, let's not do it on this house mm-hmm. you know uh, wait till we get outside but I'm going to tell you that and... that the inside of the house is not very well kept <laughs> <laughs> right Let, let's don't rent it back to them
1: right right exactly so
0: a realtor that'll step up and say that is important or one that says hey we see how they're living mm-hmm. this this home is spotless right uh, they got a lot of pride in it chances are they're going to leave it even better. Better.
1: Right, exactly.
0: All right, with that, we are going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome Home Radio. Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have Annie Foreman of Guarantee Real Estate and also the 2021 president of the Fresno Association of Realtors. So that intro music really applies. Put me in, coach. <laughs> you're in.
1: Yep. January
0: 1st. Yep. Like it or not. You,
1: right. I'm ready.
0: You are ready. I'll make sure of that. <laughs> One of the jobs of the past president uh-huh. is to make sure the new president is ready. Good. All right. Just don't make me look too bad. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about a term that I love, realtor resiliency. So we were hit with a ton of bricks last March. The state of California comes out and says, There are no in-person showings allowed. You can't go inside somebody else's house to look at it and see if you want to buy it. You can't. So it's like that's we were hit with a ton of bricks. Right. How do we conduct business? So, you know, their brilliant idea was, well, just do it virtually. Right. So, you know, everybody started doing these videos and all Mm -hmm. that. Um, How did the videos work out?
1: I mean, they... They worked out pretty well. I think it was a a good compromise and starting point, but I'm glad that we were able to move past that pretty quickly.
0: All right. So it took about two weeks, maybe three weeks, but the realtor organization went to the uh, state of California, to the governor's administration, and came out with a form called the Coronavirus Property Entry Advisory and Declaration. Mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. What, but we just refer to it as the PED. Mm-hmm. And that's a widely known thing. I had a buyer call the other day. First, I haven't shown him any homes yet. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, have you heard of the thing called the PEED form? She goes, oh, yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. She said she listens to Welcome Home Radio. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on the PED, could you give us a, a, a two or three sentence description of what is a PED form?
1: Well, it's a declaration that you haven't traveled or been in contact with anybody who's had coronavirus or that you uh, don't know that you've been exposed or you're not feeling well. Um, And it gives you, you know, the warnings of conducting business right now in this new world.
0: And um, I think we've had like five or six different versions of it. Oh, so many. In only four months. right? But um, it's a two-page advisory. But then there's another two pages called the best practices.
1: Right. This has also been amended a few times.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to run through some of these. Okay. And tell me that in the year twenty-five twenty-five, when this is okay. all over with, we, we, we can forget. Yeah, we hope <laughs> we, we can forget about the coronavirus in the future. Which of these pl- things do you hope? stay. Okay. And which do you hope or cannot wait, wait. for it okay. to go away? So I'm looking at a showing report on a on a listing here and it says confirmed appointment only. Right. Uh, is that something that you you would like to see stay or like to well, see go?
1: Oh that is a kind of a it depends again. Um, as a listing agent i like that i like knowing who's coming into my listings as a buyer's agent sometimes that's problematic because you're out in the neighborhood you're showing properties and then your client goes well what about that one across the street it has a for sale sign and you find out oh it's vacant let's just hop on over there well you can't really do that these days because you have to have the PED form with the address on it and you've got to confirm the appointment with the listing agent maybe the listing agent's at another appointment, they can't answer the phone. So it can't impede some of your showings.
0: Oh, so. that was a nice one, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the puns stay with me, all right? Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, in fact, when we did a training class on the PED form, uh-huh. somebody said, well, gosh, what should we call the class? I said, well, that's an easy one for PED's sake. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, they they, di- they took it They <laughs> ran with it. Okay, here's one. If you could describe to our listeners what a CBS code required is.
1: Okay, so that is a good one. Uh, That is on our lockboxes. We have digital recordings of every time somebody accesses the lockbox. And so it's a database for us realtors. Um, Now, if you have a key, you can get into any lockbox. But you may get to a lockbox and it says, oh no, stop, you need a CBS code. So that is something you have to get directly from the listing agent. And so we're seeing a lot of CBS codes these days because that's our barrier to entry, to make sure that, hey, this buyer's agent has called me, they've made an appointment and they've sent over the PED form.
0: Okay, so it's like the CBS, which stands for call before showing code, Uh is actually a two factor authentication.
1: Yes, exactly. That's a great way to
0: Mm -hmm. put it. Yeah. So, it's like you need your password already to just utilize the uh, mm-hmm.
1: lockbox. Uh,
0: lockbox, but now you also need the CBS code. Correct. And and here's a good example when you said, well, it depends if this should go away or not. There's a lot of vacant homes right. that are confirmed appointment only.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I'm, you know, personally, I hope that one goes, it goes away.
1: away. <laughs> yeah. It's a little easier on us if it goes away, but... There are some benefits.
0: All right. So in the agent-only remarks, which by the way, if you're a buyer and you're zipping onto uh, Realtor.com or some other website and you see, hey, here's a listing to go go see. I want to go see it. Maybe we can go in an hour. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's what you don't. The public doesn't see, Uh but the realtor does see. Agent only remarks, it says to show, this is on this particular listing, they're not all going to say this, to show, please send a properly executed PV form and a pre-approval letter via email prior to even making the appointment.
1: I have seen this as well some sellers are extra cautious about having people come into their homes right now and so they just don't want people coming willy-nilly they want to make sure these are actually approved buyers mm-hmm. and I can I can respect that and get that
0: all right um, here here we go this is a hot topic open houses right now open houses are not allowed according to the state of California. Uh-huh. Is that something? But, but they did give us a break. They said, well, you can do a non-traditional open house, which is by appointment only. Right. So in other words, you can say, well, it'll be open Saturday 1 to 4, but you have to make an appointment. So your time slot is one thirty to one forty-five.
1: Right, exactly. This is something I think I hope goes away. It's pretty hard to schedule uh, accurately all of these different showings. And it takes away the, you know, the people out on a Sunday afternoon and they're out looking at houses and they're just driving around and popping in. Uh, that's not possible right now. So this is something that I hope we can go back to traditional open houses.
0: Okay. Um, the listing agent must um, post rules. You've right. seen those red and yes. white signs. And I always thought this is kind of funny because it's... What What size are those? They're like...
1: Well, eight and a half by 11 mostly is what I've seen.
0: Oh, okay. Um, but red and white, okay, uh-huh. they really stick out. You got to post it at the front window or right. front door. And here's some people want you to hide the lockbox so nobody can tell <laughs> it's for sale. But And now you got this right. big red and white sign out there.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. N- definitely not my favorite. I for sure hope that one goes away.
0: Okay, um, I, I hope your broker's not listening. Have you ever re- <laughs> have you read one of those posters yet?
1: Um, I have. I really have. But
0: Oh, you're only pretty... saying that because your broker's going to be listening. <laughs> no,
1: but I just scanned it. I skimmed it.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Now, here's another one. Um, uh, seller should not be present in the home when I the buyers like are looking at it.
1: I <laughs> actually like that. I find that most buyers feel very uncomfortable when a seller is there. And there are times where sellers want to stay and it makes buyers and buyers agents really uncomfortable. So I'm okay with that one.
0: Okay, and that is a good thing that has come out of this Uh uh, episode in our life, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. But it it is keeping sellers and buyers a little more uh, separate. separate. Mm Because sometimes the seller's really excited that they put in this really great alarm system to keep all the burglars away. Well, that's not the kind of thing you really want to be telling the buyer. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, How about the sanitizing and cleaning of the house before and after it gets shown?
1: I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a pain. Um, But to be honest with you, I was a bit of a germaphobe before this pandemic. So... I'm okay with it. Uh, I think it's maybe a tad excessive of between every single showing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd rather leave it up to the sellers of what they would like to do. Would they like to do that once a day? Not at all. Maybe they don't care at all. Um, or if they're really cautious that they'd like to do it in between every showing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, here's, here's one. Uh, um, seller... when they know a buyer's going to be coming in for their appointment have all the lights on the interior doors opened Mm -hmm. so really the buyer doesn't have to touch very much
1: yeah i love that one i think that's a great practice to keep in place
0: and that one should stay
1: yes that one should stay
0: all right with that we're going to our next commercial break so stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And with us today is Annie Foreman of Guarantee Real Estate and next year's president of the Fresno Association of Realtors. The Fresno Association of Realtors owns and operates the Fresno Multiple Listing Service. Annie, what what territory does that cover?
1: It's a pretty big territory. Um, Fresno, Clovis, Sanger um what am i missing we go up to yosemite bass lake um kerman what am i missing don san it's pretty,
0: diego no y- nope okay. not that far <laughs> okay so the central part of the central a, valley
1: yeah exactly that's a great way to put it
0: what is the multiple listing service and i should also tell people that you have experience because you were the chairperson was it two or three years ago for the Fresno Multiple Listing Service. I think that
1: was three years ago. Yes, yes. So I do have experience. So the MLS is the source of our local real estate. Um, it is the database. Um, it is, um, Don had said at one point, it's straight from the horse's mouth. Um, I put my listing... You didn't want to take credit
0: for saying that? <laughs> You're going to throw that on me? <laughs> that
1: was you. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was good. I was giving you credit. Anyways, it... Um, It's directly from the source. So you can know that you can trust that information. I've put in my listing, and it's like I'm speaking directly to all of our 4,000 members about my listing. So it is the source. It's also the only place um, where we have an an offer of compensation to other realtors. Can't get that at other... Uh, third-party websites.
0: Okay, so if you put a listing in on a Saturday evening uh-huh. and you input it uh, and I, I get it right away uh, instantaneously, um, it's almost like you talking to me directly. Exactly. It, and then you're also saying, here, uh, th- if you bring a buyer to the transaction, this is how we're going to split the commission and uh-huh. this is how much you're going to get. Right. So, I kind of know, just like the electrician that shows up for a job, you you know what you're going to get paid before you you go out there.
1: Right, exactly.
0: It's not like, go out, do the job, you know, change the electrical panel box, then I'll let you know if and how much I'm Uh going to pay you. Right. Shouldn't work that way.
1: No, no, no.
0: All right. So, um, is all... uh, People say, well, I can go on to this site or that site and get information too. It's a database. So there are other databases.
1: There are lots of databases. Um, And I hear from clients all the time of going to other databases. But it is not the source of the information. And I see a lot of misinformation on these other websites all of the time. I know that I can trust what's in the MLS Uh, because the MLS is also um, policed. Uh, We make sure that that information is accurate, whereas third-party websites, they're not checking that information.
0: So approximately how many pages long is our rules and regulations? Oh,
1: oh my goodness, a lot. (laughs) It's a book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and so if I wanted to say this home has five bedrooms, but I'm not telling the whole story Mm -hmm. that... That's if you add it on the attic. Right. <laughs> okay. Then th- there's repercussions for right. me doing that. You would that.
1: be in violation and you possibly would get a fine. Uh,
0: so violation for misrepresentation.
1: misrepresentation.
0: Uh-huh. A- and that misrepresentation would be really important because our MLS is more than a database. It's also an association of people. Right. And that networking that you talked about earlier mm-hmm. in the show is what brings that database to life totally whereas these other websites don't have that association they're just strictly a database correct well not strictly they're also an advertising platform of
1: course of course
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that as well God that I, I have to admit that's one thing I love about our multiple listing yes. service you can go on there and you don't have to worry about getting advertised
1: right you know it buy does, this yeah. buy that no spam yeah <laughs> no spam. <laughs>
0: All right. So um, let's also go into what that association of people do for the community. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what the Fresno Association of Realtors does.
1: I'm so proud to be a realtor. I feel like we are very community-minded people at heart. And the Fresno Association of Realtors really cares about our community and giving back we have a nonprofit um, foundation that gives back to our community. So things like maybe a blood drive. We've worked with Habitat for Humanity and uh, volunteering to build homes. We've helped sponsor some of those homes in the past. Um, we have community outreach, which is a group of realtors who come together and decide how do we want to help our community. Those are just a few things that our association does.
0: hmm and uh, each year our scholarship committee uh, gives out scholarships and they've been to Fresno State students, mm-hmm. Fresno City uh, or Community College. We also give out some scholarships to Realtors to take Realtor courses. Uh-huh,
1: continuing education yeah. to better themselves, um, get more experience, be more professional, those types of things.
0: That's a good idea. It is. So. I think our association also does quite a bit as far as advocacy for the consumer, Um, a voice in Sacramento.
1: Absolutely. So we have a really uh, strong voice here in the Fresno Association of Realtors um, with our California directors. So we go up to Sacramento once a year and we fight for the issues uh, that affect us, but they also affect our clients as well. So we're out there fighting for private property rights, making sure they don't take away, like, mortgage interest deduction. That's something that I've heard for years is, you know, on the table for uh, legislators to take away from us.
0: How about, here's one they could take away from us, our right to go show a house in person.
1: Right, right. and Absolutely.
0: So somebody might say, oh yeah, that's just for the realtor. So you can get a commission. No, I know. I mean, if, if you have to buy a home and you can only see it online, we're going to get paid anyway, (laughs) but but (laughs) you as the consumer probably like the idea that you got to go into it and say, wow, this is even better than the picture showed.
1: Absolutely.
0: Or the other way around. Yes, that's, that's true. (laughs) That happens sometimes. (laughs) sometimes. Um, boy, and just property rights. Um, the landlords uh, are really being hit at.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And our association fights for for them to -hmm. to help them out. But at the same time, fights for tenant rights. Yes. We're just trying to make this a happy world.
1: Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not just at the state level, but it's also at the local level because there are issues that just affect us locally and um, our association is involved locally as well.
0: Ah, uh, I remember a time back in 2008 where the Fresno City Council was about to approve a ordinance requiring a $250 per home fee to be paid ten days prior to the um, foreclosure auction. Okay. Which would have had to have been paid by the realtor. Uh huh. Now, if you if you are a realtor that had ten of those listings, that's $2,500 right. you're sitting out there. Right and the and the $250 didn't really go for anything.
1: Interesting. Well,
0: we sent our association president that year to go talk to city council and they, you know, the poor guy got drilled but <laughs> was able to convince them that that fee was going to be onerous, uh-huh. not helpful, and there was a better way to do it which they ended up doing it and it became a helpful ordinance as opposed to a onerous ordinance. Uh-huh. So Hopefully next year, as president, you'll be going down to city council oh boy. and uh, you'll yeah you'll sh- show them the realtor resiliency.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, okay, like to ask you this question now: what What is your best real estate advice, or what is it you want the people, our listeners today, to remember the most? Yeah, take about- away from today. Yeah,
1: I really believe in what we do as realtors. Um, I feel like most of us are in this because we are passionate about our clients and private property rights. And so what I want people to take away is um, hire a trusted realtor. Uh, Have somebody who's there to really stand up for you, have your back, make sure that you're making a good decision, not just an emotional decision.
0: Okay, I I like that. And that relationship is really important. Especially when you go to buy your second and third and fourth home or or your children are about to, uh-huh. um, knowing that here's a realtor that has taken care of us in the past, right. is always responsive. That is so important. And that's what you got to love about this job. I, I always tell the new agents, this is a really, really hard job, but it's a fantastic career. Yes, yeah, Some so someday, agree. can you agree with me? I Sometimes totally it's a hard job.
1: Yeah, oh, oh, yes, frequently, but so worth it.
0: Yeah, especially when the mo- uh, the moving vans are there and the lender says, ah, uh, we got a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh.
0: And, but you know what? That's our job. Right. We have to fix those problems. Right. And most of the time, we get them fixed.
1: Yes, again, that's why you want a realtor. You know, if you if you are literally moving your stuff out, and the lender calls you the homeowner, not your realtor, you don't have a realtor. You're going to have to deal with that issue. Yeah. You know, so a realtor takes care of it for you.
0: Yeah, that's true, and, and can be the buffer. So, um, right. I, I I remember one time I had a seller. I brought him a list of repairs that the buyer was requesting, and he flipped out. Oh. And he called that buyer every name in the mm-hmm. book. And then all of a sudden he stops. He goes, I take it you're professional enough. None of this gets to the buyer. (laughs) I said, that's right. Right. He goes, I'll do this. I said, Uh okay. I took it to the buyer. Buyer said, okay. Okay. Right. Deal was done. Okay. I want to thank you, Annie Foreman, for coming in today to uh, help us with Welcome Home Radio. And hopefully uh, our listeners enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed
1: it. Yes, very much. Thanks for having me.
0: You betcha. Uh, thank you to all our listeners out there for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. See you next Saturday.